Welcome to this Spiritual Awakening Radio podcast. Today, a satsang format, a Sant-Mat satsang podcast. One of many Sant-Mat satsang podcasts you'll find on this channel. Today, Sant-Mat's message to humanity. Every human being has a secret chamber within. Based on a reading from the book, The Coming Spiritual Revolution by Sant Kripal Singh. Also today, helpful guidance on Simran practice, the sacred repetition of names, the beginning of the spiritual journey and process of ascension. Also some mystic poetry will begin and conclude today's program. Always great to start with poetry and conclude with poetry. All know that the drop merges into the ocean, but few know that the ocean merges into the drop, says Kabir. Says Kabir, one after another, many births I took, many paths I followed to escape this relentless cycle. Only when I made my mind still did I obtain the state of lasting repose. That's from Kabir, the weaver of God's name. The following is from the mystic poetry, the Padavali, of Maharishi Mehi Paramahans. Time is consumed every second. It is difficult to get back the human form, wealth, family, and one's own body, all will leave and not be of any use in the end. The human body being rare, rehearse the name of the master, or in other words, repeat the sacred name that the master teaches you. Without taking his name, life gets ruined, is all in vain. Repeat the name of the Master and concentrate on his physical form, remaining quiet in one's mind. Gaze at the illuminated point. There one sees the face of the Master, full of splendor of the sun, the moon, and the stars. Concentrating thus, the devotees gain what is called one-pointedness. The Master teaching Surat Shabad Yoga, Inner Light and Sound Meditation, will help one recognize the quintessential sound. That quintessential word is the Guru himself giving unique peace. Book of Padavali, Maharishi Mehi Paramahans. And this is from the Syriac Book of Grace, a mystical text from many centuries ago. The intellect in which divine love is implanted, and which by grace has been accounted worthy of the knowledge of the truth, never ceases from spiritual rumination upon divine mysteries. This is from Sant Kripal Singh's book, The Night is a Jungle, 
We are physical bodies. We are in physical bodies. We are conscious entities. We are so much tied up with mind and matter that we cannot differentiate ourselves. We have to leave the physical, transcend the astral, go further beyond the causal, supercausal, and reach the true home of our Father. That is the true destination of each one of us. The following is from The Coming Spiritual Revolution, a book published by Sant Bonnie Ashram, transcribing a talk by Kirpal Singh many years ago, recorded on tape, turning it into a very fine book. This is Sant Mott's Message to Humanity. Every human being has a secret chamber within. Kirpal Singh, we are the soul, the indweller of the body, and we often say, this is my body, I am the soul. As I have taken off my coat and placed it here, can you remove your body? Can you rise above it and analyze yourself from mind and matter, separating yourself from the body? You would then see clearly who and what you are, now listen to the hymn, which tells us how we went to sleep and how we can awaken. This is a verse from a hymn of Guru Arjan Dev from the Adi Granth, the Guru Granth, or Gurbani. Inner eye sleeps while one covetously envies the possessions of others. Inner ear sleeps, yet one eagerly hears all slander and scandal. Guru Arjan Dev Kripal Singh, the Master's message is for embodied souls caught in the web of mind and senses. Unable to release themselves, Masters make no distinction between religions and sects. Their message is for the whole human race. O soul... Since you took birth into the world, you have developed the habit of seeing things, and so your outer eye is open, but the eye which is used to see within became more securely closed. Although awake from without, you are asleep within, and by greedily envying the goods of others, your inner eye has gone deeper and deeper into this slumber. Our outer awakenedness is busy coveting the wealth, property, bodies of others, and this creates impressions which are taken in and absorbed into one's being through the eyes. Remember, 83% of all the impressions we absorb enter into man through the eyes. Whatever you see is registered in you. Whatever you see is registered in you. This constant intake of impressions 
closes the inner vision more and more as the years go by. Furthermore, the impressions we absorb from outside are reproduced into our thoughts and dreams. And in this way, a superficial life is built up. Up to now, you have never had the opportunity to dip inside yourself. Guru Arjan says, We are finite, O God, and you are infinite. Because we are finite, we can only measure with our finite scales. Unquote. Kripal Singh, Is it not true? So the absolute God cannot be seen by anybody, and nobody has seen him so far. The absolute God, nameless God, wordless God which has not come into expression. That power which came into expression, that is called word, that is called nam. The outer expression of that power is light and sound, and that light can be seen, that voice can be heard. Every human being has a secret chamber within himself, which is called the closet of the body. Your Kirpal Singh is referring to the Gospels, you know, the prayer closet. Go into your prayer closet, close the door, pray in secret. Kirpal Singh, that is higher than the mind and the heart both, and provides mind with understanding to a certain extent, and the heart with feelings of love. This chamber is the kingdom of God within us. This is the crest jewel, the pearl of great price. The saints, when we come in contact with them, open this chamber by withdrawing all our attention from outside. The test of a true master is the fact that in his company, the smallest realm opens up within us, and the light, divine light, the expression of the God into expression power, is seen. Christ said, if thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light. Prophet Muhammad said the light of Allah is found where? In the human temples. Unquote. Why am I quoting these things? Because right understanding was given by saints and masters coming from time to time. Lord Krishna said, I will give you divine light and you will see my glory within. Buddha has said the same thing. Every man possesses the bright mirror of illumination. This all the Buddhas realized. So the God into expression power is called Word, Nam, Kalma. He is the creator of all and has two aspects, light and sound. And when masters come, they contact us with that power within us, you see. They open our inner eye by raising us to some extent above the physical body and outgoing faculties. We begin to see. This is why it is said, you see, that devotion to Nam is the only true worship. That devotion to Nam is the only true worship. God is spirit. We can worship in spirit alone. Guru Armadas said, everyone does worship, but on the sensual plane only. So they get no results which end in salvation. But absorption in the Nam purifies the mind and bears fruit in abundance. Unquote. You follow, says Kripal Singh. Words are words, but what those words denote is a different thing. 
that is the controlling power of all creation, permeating all creation, and controlling us in body too. So the body is the true temple of God in which we dwell, and also that power which keeps us in the body. Masters come to give, not to take. They stand on their own legs, and as Shams of Tabriz said, you should be able to see the beloved within you with your own eye, which you have got within, and you should be able to hear his voice with your own inner ear." Now the question comes how to open that eye with which he can be seen. He says, when you close your eyes, there is darkness. Look penetratingly into it. Put your whole attention into it. That is knocking on the door, you see, and it shall be opened. You continue to look directly into that, and you will find light. Who will see that light? Your very self. You will find all saints. Tulsi Sahib, Shams of Tabriz, all say the same thing. Sit down in meditation. Nothing comes up for years and years and years. Tulsi says, how to penetrate this darkness? Sit at the feet of a master. He gives you a boost. You see light. Is it not wonderful? Is it not a miracle? What more is required? Asks Sant Kripal Singh. You see, unless a man rises above the life of senses, the inner way is not open. It is you who have to see. That is why it is said, Know thyself, O man, know thyself, who you are, what you are. What are we? Conscious entities. We have got attention. When the attention is diverted from outside and concentrated to our own self, there you see the light. Very simple. Do you see the common sense point of what is being put before you? He, Sant Tulsi Sahib, further says, Why do we not see him? Because of the ramification of the mind, ripples are going on in the subconscious reservoir of our mind. Until those ripples stand still, you cannot see him. It is something like a pond covered with weeds. If you take out the weeds little by little every day, you can look in the water and see your face. And what are those weeds? Your body. The body is the beginning of all delusion. We are having the body and we are working at the level of the body. Body is changing every minute of life made of matter. All the world around is changing, since it is also made of matter at the same speed at which our body is changing. As we are identified with it, this is an optical illusion. It appears to be stationary. How can we come out of that? It is the demonstration which is given by the Master. If you are identified with the mind, outgoing faculties and intellect, and you have recourse to the methods or practices which are concerned with those things, how can you rise above them? So rise above body consciousness. This is given out by all masters. Learn to die so that you may begin to live. Be reborn, twice born. To withdraw your attention from outside and the body below. Come to the seat of the soul in the body. This is called meditation, and meditation is the way back to God, which can be had only in the human body and in no other.
Gods and goddesses hanker to have the human body for this reason. So Kabir says, O man, why do you boast that you are the highest if you have not known God? Your greatness lies only in the fact that you can see God. Sit and devote time to your practices. Come in contact with the light and sound within. Excerpts from Sant Kripal Singh's book, The Coming Spiritual Revolution. The Coming Spiritual Revolution is an online book. I know, I just uploaded it to the Internet Archive. Just go to archive.org and do a search. You'll probably find it there. If not, send me an email. I'll be happy to send you a link to the book, The Coming Spiritual Revolution by Sant Kripal Singh. My email address is james at spiritualawakeningradio.com. Helpful guidance on Simran practice, the repetition of the names. Also, Kripal Singh. Simran bestows happiness, peace, and bliss and leads us to a state of superconsciousness. The repetition of any name or names of God is called Simran. Through it, an extraordinary current of consciousness enters the body. Repetition should be done with one-pointed attention. And in due course, a stage is reached when repetition ceases and the form contemplated upon manifests itself. This is the culmination point of repetition. Repetition and contemplation can be done, both separately or simultaneously. Simran should not be done in haste. It should be done slowly and with love and devotion, the names being repeated clearly and correctly. To do it in haste or to regard it as an unwanted task or to go through it merely as a routine leads nowhere. If the mind becomes lazy while doing Simran or the attention turns towards sense pleasures, one should repeat the names audibly for 10 or 15 minutes so that the mind's attention reverts to the proper place. Just pausing to comment here, for the most part, Simran, a term which means remembrance, remembering God by repeating sacred names of God in meditation. Mostly, this exercise, this spiritual exercise of Simran, is done mentally, what's called manas jap, mental chant, mental repetition of sacred names, while concentrating at the third eye center in meditation. But here it's interesting that uh, it is said as a remedy for just not getting focused, just not having a, a great start to one's meditation, that you can sing the names or chant the names out loud audibly for, quote, 10 or 15 minutes, unquote, so that the mind's attention reverts to the proper place, a kind of mantra singing, if you will. So that's quite fascinating, a mechanism, a technique that you can make use of if you're having a hard time starting your meditation. But for the most part, Simran is done mentally, a mental chant done with the tongue of thought. 
as that takes you much further within than verbal Simran. But it's a good backup plan to be able to chant the names out loud for a few minutes if you need to do that. Kirpal Singh, the results of repetition will be in direct proportion to the love and faith brought to bear upon it. Carry out the Simran of the Lord with love and faith. His names have a great power. When done with faith, one feels intoxicated with joy, with the result that he forgets his body and himself, and is aware of the presence of the Lord. How potent and blissful is the name of God, for it creates in the devotee a fast-flowing current of bliss, peace, and soul force, and he gets truly blessed. To do Simran, it is not necessary to give up the world and its tasks. Carry on your duties and still keep your attention fixed in Simran. Just pausing to comment here. Uh, Simran is a bhakti practice of love and devotion. And this is taught by all of the masters over the generations that the repetition of names of God is a form of praise, is a form of prayer, and the answer to that prayer is God himself. It is a form of practicing the presence of God. It's sometimes called zikr, or remembrance, or the prayer of the name. So if you approach this as some sort of mindless uh, bead counting, if you will, uh, or a or a kind of uh, vain repetition, a boring mechanical task, that kind of takes you to a boring mechanical realm. But if, for you, the repetition of these sacred names is sacred worship, calling out to your beloved, part of the divine romance between the lover, the soul, calling out, crying out to the beloved or the supreme being, then you've done it correct. You're on the right direction. That is the true practice of Simran done well. If it is done in a bhakti sort of way, love and devotion, then you will be transported to a realm of love and devotion, which is much nicer than the boring mechanical just going through the motions realm of the mind. Much nicer, much better. Simran is a bhakti practice. Back to Kripal Singh. If you wish to be filled with the grace of God, then you should banish all else from your mind. Leave everything else aside and cherish the name of the Lord alone in your heart. As soon as you empty your mind of all thoughts by means of Simran, you will find the way to the Lord's mansion. Except excerpted from the remembrance or repetition, Simran section of the book, Philosophy of the Masters, Gurmat Siddhant, a section authored by Kirpal Singh. Back there in the 1940s, I believe it was, this great project, The Philosophy of the Masters, a five-volume set under the Guidance of Hazur Baba Samwan Singh back there many decades ago. One more point on Simran. In addition to repeating sacred names at the beginning of one's meditation practice, 
One takes a Simran break when possible during the day or as you're going about your activities. It's a type of spiritual technique that you can do in between meditations to kind of spiritualize your day. So as you go about your business, whenever you can, repeat mentally within yourself the names of God. And this is a spiritual practice you can do on the fly, on the road, as you're taking care of your daily business, your routine in the workaday world, any time of the day or night you have free that you are able to do some Simran, please do so. And then, when you've done this and kind of raised your consciousness to a higher level or recentered yourself often throughout the day, when you sit down to meditate, you are further ahead and it's easier to get to the light. You know, less of a struggle to start your meditation when you've been doing Simran as often as you can throughout the day. Wrapping up today's Sant Mat Satsang podcast, today's Spiritual Awakening Radio. A reading from the book The Harmony of All Religions by Swami Sant Saviji Maharaj. On the practice of meditation. During meditation, we should not be defeated in the exercise of pratyahara a term that means literally bringing back, bringing the wandering mind back to focus. What is this other meaning of pratyahara? Prati, every, and ahara, consume, are the two components of this word. Thus it means consume everything. Whatever thought arises, consume that thought. If you don't consume that thought, you will be consumed by it. Thus, the practice involves consuming or actively controlling the rising tide of thought. During meditation, the mind creates air castles beyond description. While sitting in one place, the mind wanders everywhere, and we cannot even keep track of its ever-swirling nature. Therefore, the saints instruct that first we must practice pratyahara, refocusing again and again. Just as we would sit down to eat and consume food in the same way we should sit in meditation to consume the thoughts as they arise, we should consume such thoughts that very moment. No matter what images and fanciful ideas infest the mind during meditation, the saints insist we should consume them without any delay or hesitation. If you are unable to practice constant vigilance of mind, then when you sit down to do japa, recitation of a holy name or simran, your mind will be involved in unnecessary gossip, solving problems, creating imaginary castles, and making long-term plans. 
In this manner, your meditation time will be wasted with the roaming mind and remaining unfocused. Therefore, do not get defeated in the constant practice of pratyahara. If you give up in pratyahara, you will not succeed in subduing the mind. That's from Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Making use of a, an interesting word, pratyahara. I'm glad they have invented a word for the practice of reapplying your mind, your focus. Whenever you find yourself drifting in meditation, you start off meditating, perhaps doing Simran, the repetition of sacred names at the third eye center, gazing into the darkness, focusing on the light that is there. And then, you know, you get caught up in some worry or care or imagination. The mind has infinite ways to distract us in meditation. And it happens to everyone, right? But pratyahara is the art of noticing that you've drifted away from your meditation practice and you reapply your focus again and again and again and again to meditation And as you get better at focusing in meditation, you will have longer and longer periods of time spent in quality meditation when you do your sit, when you do your practice. Pratyahara, a neat word for the art of refocusing whenever you find yourself unfocused or that your focus has been disrupted. You know, you just refocus, reapply yourself to the repetition of the names or contemplation of the light or listening to the sound current. You keep coming back again and again and again, focusing again and again and again. Thanks for joining me today for the Mat Satsang podcast, a production of Spiritual Awakening Radio.